Anyway, didn't expect that one coming. But, uh, you never do when it comes to STDs. <laughs> Welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. You probably are, and that's why we like it. Today, we've got a very different episode. The birth of this episode came to my mind right around when I knew Cole was going to have some maternity leave, and it was coming up on the five-year uh, what anniversary of Chill Filter, and I thought, you know what, let's let's do something special for Cole. I was going to get folks together, and we're going to have a collaboration, a celebration of Cole, and say, you know what, like... This, this is a fun thing we got going on here. However, Cole is back from paternity leave. The five-year anniversary has well passed. So this is going to feel a little bit more like a Ron Peel infomercial. We're just going to kind of talk about chill filter. We're going to talk about whiskey some, and we're just going to hang out. In, on the podcast, on the YouTube today, we got Ben Clebson, Magtown Marketer. You've heard his name plenty of times on the podcast. And we have Marco Nazi, who you've heard his name drop plenty of times on the podcast. And if you're someone who's like, you know what? I would have liked to have been in on this. Blame me because I'm poor at planning. And these guys got a good taste of how Robbie plans in a private chat and just increases the love for Cole and what happens in this show. Uh, so again, this is a little bit different for us. So if this is your first time listening, maybe check out some of our other episodes. Um, other than that, Hit us up on Instagram. That's where we reside most often. It's where Cole chit-chats away. Like I was telling these guys earlier, like it's like reading novels after he gets done talking to somebody. But we're on Instagram if you'd like to say hi. So anyway, Ben Clepsid, Marco in AZ. How you guys doing? Don't be afraid to talk over each other either. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm drinking whiskey on a Saturday morning. What, what better is there? Uh, not much. And Marco, you're at a marriage conference right now. Yeah, I'm in a marriage conference for church, drinking whiskey at 9 a.m. That's you know what? That's uh, if you don't have an amazing, and you're in your first year of marriage still, right? You haven't hit your first anniversary. Nine and a half months yesterday. Nine, okay, so like and, she's and she's the wife is sitting right there too. So oh, okay. I am being monitored. <laughs> I can't get too crazy. No, that's awesome. I think that's really cool. I think that's a, a sign of a good relationship when your spouse is like, this is important to you. Even though we're doing something important, this yeah. is important to you. Go ahead. It's fine. And, and that really was her her uh, standpoint because I actually met Cole through my wife. And that's uh, that was a big deal. Uh, she introduced me to podcast and Cole uh, got me started on all the episodes and like this was why it was such a big deal cole's wife is a big friend of hers um, oh, i so, love heather yeah heather's amazing and uh cole was my best man and heather was the matron of honor in our wedding back in yeah. october okay so it's like full circle right now absolutely oh perfect perfect and ben you've been you've been there since pretty much the beginning of the podcast right you met <laughs> adam and cole way yeah, early. I I knew Adam from back in the day from storytelling in Madison and I started following the podcast because I was just kind of following whatever he was up to. And I was on another of his podcasts as a guest and uh, met Cole once actually in person at one of the story slams. And uh, Cole was very kind. I, I had brought a flask because I knew he'd be there. I brought a flask of Corsair triple smoke and I poured him some in a red solo cup because I was so excited <laughs> for him to try it. 
you know, and it's fine. It's not great. I was early in my journey and, and it was, oh yeah, this is good. Uh, yeah, so I, get, I did get to meet him face to face once, but then, you know, once uh, Adam stepped to the background, you joined, you know, I, I, I stepped up to Patreon, which is why I'm such a handsome fellow. Uh, and uh, uh, I've been a fan for a long time. Oh, I appreciate it, man. No, you look, so here's the thing is like, I, I've never met either one of you guys in person, never talked to you like audio wise. Sadly. And Marco, you you come across kind of like the way you do on your Instagram. Ben, you look totally different than I would have thought from your Instagram, man. Like you guys are like polar opposites of like on that spectrum of online personality, you know. So and and Ben, you're you're in Madison, is that right? Just outside of Madison, yeah. Just outside. I've always wanted to live in Madison. And I, I'm a corn husker and we're in the Big Ten then Big Ten now. So it's like I, I feel bad saying I wish I was a badger. But man, Wisconsin, you guys have Madison's some great... a great city for sure. Yeah. Well, we Chelsea and I contemplated possibly moving that direction. Gosh, twenty twenty one. We were looking at some stuff like there's a lot of really cool mid century modern old houses and stuff. So I even reached out to Adam. I'm like, Adam, we're thinking about moving that way. He's like, you can't afford it if from what coming from Boise. And I was like, dude, have you seen Boise house prices? And he was like, text me ten minutes later, like. Yeah, you can sell your house and be just fine. So yeah, but no, Madison is beautiful. Like it's got a cool college town, like lots yeah. of good sports. Your background there. Do you live near a lake? Is there a lake further over your right shoulder? Yeah, I mean uh, you can't see the lake from here, but we're I'm in Lake Mills, and there's a little lake called Rock Lake. Uh, but this is just it's looking over to my backyard. That's that's my garage. That's, <laughs> got some got some yeah, ivy that's on my there. neighbors. Uh, garage, so it's you know, it looks so stuff. it looks so yeah. quaint and like peaceful. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a hundred year old brick house uh, with a big backyard. It's that's what you can get when you live in the country. Oh, it's perfect, perfect. And Marco, you used to be Marco and Casey. Now you're Marco and Az, right? And you were just telling us about your uh, ability to easily find Del Bach. Oh yeah. Have you have you and you went to the distillery the first time Cole went down there and with him, right? That was uh that was really cool. So the owner reached out to Cole and said after hearing the Dorado episode, uh invited him down and of course pandemic, but the owner made a special uh arrangement that like by invitation only you could bring people in. You couldn't do public tours. So Cole and Heather took Jordan and myself, my wife and myself to the distillery. Um, so I'm giddy as a schoolgirl, just watching the podcast episode being recorded. <laughs> but at the same time, like I'm holding on, I'm white knuckling my stool because I'm like, I can't say anything. Cause I'm gonna screw up the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, we screwed up plenty ourselves. <laughs> Me mostly cold, cold, not so much. Yeah. Yep. Oh, but no, originally, originally from Missouri. So actually I, I know Nebraska going back to when they were in the big 12. Yeah. Yeah, back before Texas screwed over the Big 12 and everybody wanted to leave. And gosh, I wish we would have stayed. Right. Breaking my heart. Oh, but hopefully this year. Hopefully Matt Rule has got us on track. All I want is a bowl game and to beat Iowa or Wisconsin. That's all I want. Are you – so, Ben, are you a big, like, Wisconsin football, like, sports fan then or not, – Not as much anymore. Um, yeah. I, you know, I – I, I, it's just it's a lot of work <laughs> so 
yeah, you when know, you have I, a good team playing every season of every sport, it's hard to keep <laughs> up with. Yeah. Oh, poor, poor Ben. <laughs> I used to listen to sports radio all the time, but honestly, I, I listen to mostly podcasts these days. So, you know, that's that's that kind of takes up my audio entertainment. All right. So, Ben, what do you do professionally? I don't even know this. Tell us about I, you. I'm a, I'm a marketing director for an insurance company. Oh, okay. Do you ever uh, touch base with Cole on insurance stuff, actuarial, like, hey, let's let's market this from the actuary's perspective? All the time. We have, like, a whole side chat that's nothing but actuarial examination of insurance. It's great. Do you really? No, no. no. Okay. <laughs> Marco was already shaking his head. I'm like, oh, it could happen, man. I don't know. Um, Actuaries aren't that exciting. <laughs> oh, you know, Cole's the most interesting actuary I know. So. <laughs> the truth. Right, so, so, Ben, so you do marketing for insurance companies? Yeah. Um, like commercial stuff? Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, advertising and web ads and uh helping to get materials in the hands of brokers it's all for a health insurance company that's a kind of super regional uh health insurance company do you have any hand on liberty mutual liberty 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 i do not know because my twins they're six and they just go around all day long liberty 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 like (laughs) i i I, if you did i would be like girls get in here quick you gotta meet the man (laughs) behind the jingle advertising works it does. No, I have a, a good friend of ours uh, in Portland who does a lot of advertising. He's with uh, Amazon right now. And it's just, it's fun talking to him because it's like you guys see things through like a totally separate lens of like indoctrination of like, this is like the subliminal, subliminal thing going on behind it. And like, like, it's like, oh man, I didn't even think of that. Like, it's just a crazy lens to see life of like, how do we reach people and they don't know they've been touched um marco you're a teacher yep how long you been teaching man started my 15th year teaching high school secondary math okay are you now are you having any doubts about being in the profession because there's a mass exodus of teachers as of late are you on the fence on that at all oh no um for me actually covid was weirdly one of the best things that could have happened to me because for about eight years now, uh, for those that aren't familiar with Khan Academy, this guy started off making tutorial videos for his niece and nephew, and he they would watch them, and then other people would get on and start asking him to uh, make other videos, and then Bill and Melinda Gates got a hold of it and turned it into Khan Academy. Well, I like the concept of Khan Academy, but I'm like, it, it's not the material I'm teaching my students, and it's not mm-hmm. the exact problems. So I started making my own tutorial videos about eight years ago, and uh, I upload those and help my students out. My district at the time would yank me out of my classroom and send me to meetings like once a month. I'm like, guys, my job is teacher. How do you expect me to do that if I'm not in my classroom? So I just started telling my students, if I'm gone for any reason, if I'm sick, if I'm uh, pulled out to a meeting, if I had to take a personal day for whatever reason, Video is going to be there and then your little Google assignment. So do it. Pandemic happened. My students are like, what are we going to do? I was like, what do you mean? What are we going to do? You've been doing it, man. You know, we're we're going to keep going and keep doing it. 
So my students didn't really have too much of a hard time. Now, I mean, you had the ones with uh, low socioeconomic problems that um, for whatever reason, insurance providers just did not, or I'm sorry, internet providers, insurance, sorry, internet <laughs> providers just would not go. Shake my finger at Ben. Uh, wouldn't go into those neighborhoods. And uh, so you saw a giant disparity between like students that had access, students that didn't ha have access. So, I mean, I hope that that part of the world is changing in that aspect, but um, it was really cool when I started applying to jobs and I could start putting that on my resume and my references, my, my principal at the school that hired me called one of my references and said, hey, that kid saved my life because he taught me, I saw him every day on a Zoom call for three weeks. He trained me how to make my own videos. He trained me how to make virtual assignments. And that principal was like, this dude cares about not only his students, but his colleagues. And like, this is a guy that wants to belong and be a part of a family. COVID just made me more marketable. And it was fantastic. Got probably the best job I've ever had in my life. And then two years later, my wife goes and throw a monkey wrench in that because I meet her. And Women now I'm throwing monkey wrenches. I know. It. And then uh, <laughs> now, but it's really cool talking, going full circle. I now work at the high school that she graduated from. That's funny. And oh, it's wow. right next to my house. So when it's not 120 degrees for 20 days in a row in Arizona, I ride my bike back and forth to work. So speaking of living in Arizona, do you wear jeans every day? No, uh, uh, no. Cole is such man, a masochist, he, man. <laughs> I mean, I've got a trench of swampy goodness going on just because I just ran on the treadmill. But no, like, I'm sorry. If it's 80 degrees, I'm wearing shorts. Actually, I went to Napa two, two, three weeks ago, and I got cold for the first time in I don't know how long because I wore shorts, and it was 55 degrees at night. So I'm like, ooh, this is what that was. That's Missouri coming back. Yeah, no, we, uh, we just came back from uh, Yellowstone, and like – our campsite with the like we were my father-in-law's rv and the campsite didn't have like our spot didn't have a lot of trees around it so like in the evening it got hot yeah and i'm just dying and then like in the middle of the night it drops down to 50 but here in boise it's like nighttime low was like 65 oh, to yeah. 70 and like 55 hit and i'm like oh my gosh it's freezing it's so cold <sighs> yeah, yeah i could not do i cannot do arizona i could not but, I, I guess wife, it's dry though it's dry i doesn't matter once you get past 110. You, hot, but you're hot. coming from Missouri, where like the humid, like I can't do humidity. Humidity, oh. I'm in, I mean, I, I step outside, I'm just drenched in sweat. Like and you can't breathe. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, you just you can't breathe. But uh, actually, it's funny. So you mentioned Idaho being from Boise. My wife works for a, a university that just got purchased by the University of Idaho. Oh, okay. And, uh, when you deal with a month you, of 120 in a row, she's like, Hmm, what about moving to Idaho? <laughs> hey, let me know. Let me know if you guys decide to come. It's, you know, what? honestly, I love we, so this year has been one of our better years where like we just now are cracking the hundreds and it looks like maybe we have about two weeks and it'll drop down to the nineties and it'll come back. But we got all four seasons, man. Like we'll get snow. We'll get we'll get some rain. The fall is usually okay. Yeah, let me know if you head this way. Let me know. We'll we'll, we'll, you, we'll get you settled. Sure. All right. Well, I think it's time to move things along. Let's go ahead and take a quick break here. When we come back, uh, we'll actually start drinking. That sounds great to me. So Wait, well, here we go. We weren't supposed to. 
You son of a gun. <laughs> All right, so here we go to break. And we're back. Part of the show where there ain't no history because we're just drinking. Okay. The, the premise here is just drink something that reminds you of Cole that makes you think, hey, you know, Cole, what a guy. What a non-goon. What a non-marauder, right? What a great man. So anyway, I am going to go ahead and pour myself. I got some Lot 40 Cast Strength Batch 2. And I never would have had this if it wasn't for Cole. So I'm just going to pour that. We're not going to really rate things. We're not going to review things. We're just going to kind of sip, maybe share some notes. We're going to keep talking, get a little bit loose here. But Ben, what do you got over there? You got a cork pop for us. Ben's got a little Delbach. Oh, Ile. Delbach. <laughs> Ile. Allah. Perfect. And Marco, what do you got over there? Uh, so I've been uh, I've been pre-gaming on some uh, Delbach Dorado. On the Dorado. Yep, because that's uh, the first, first time I met Cole. We went to the distillery, and that's when he recorded that episode. But I happened to pick up a bottle of uh, batch one of Sentinel and uh, thought Perfect. I'd give that a try this morning. So. Nice toit cork pop. Ben, did you already pop your cork? Just did, yeah. Oh, it's popped and, popped and poured. Yeah. Ben doesn't mess around. No messing around. So, Ben, you went on Story Slam. What's like, did you tell a story at Story Slam or you just met Adam at Story Slam? No, I, I, I uh, told a number of stories at, at Story Slam and I. I don't know that it's as much anymore, but back in the day, it was a competition with uh, first, second, and third place. So um, I did win second place uh, with one of my stories, and I think I won first place another time. Nice. Now, Adam's back in Madison. Have you seen him around? Have you gone to the new story slams? I have not, just because there hasn't been a topic that lines up with a story that I have. I don't try and force it. If it gives a theme, I like it to be on point on theme. Um, and so if I'm, if I feel like it'd be a stretch, I don't do it. Ben doesn't fake the funk on a nasty dunk. He's got to show up proper. Yeah. No, I actually, uh, I told a story on story slam once myself. It was, uh, during COVID and Adam went live and it was like alcohol mistakes. And I told a story when I was in a fraternity of bailing people out of jail who were drunk and disorderly and being like, no officer. I've got him. You can trust me because I was, I didn't drink. I was sober. And uh, the guy ended up being barefoot, got him past or got him sleeping on the couch. And I was like, dude, okay, he's passed out. I'm going to go chill with everybody. All of a sudden, I, as soon as I closed the door to the little cottage, I was in to head up back to the fraternity house. I hear this smash and he's running barefoot down the alley. And I'm like, oh, I trusted you. And then the cops <laughs> called me like, we picked this guy up. I'm like, take him to jail. I ain't babysitting no more. So that was my one appearance on Story Slam, ish. So yeah. All right, fellas, how's how's the drinks coming along? It's my first time trying the the Sentinel. The Sentinel, yeah. Okay, so give us your thoughts. What do you? I mean, because you've had the other Delbach products. What are your thoughts on the Sentinel? I love that it's not a. It, it's a sweet rye. It's not overwhelming. It doesn't have that like overly sharp anise flavor that I associate with rice. Uh, it's got a minty quality. What do you think of it in comparison to what Delbach usually does? 
Oh, um, so that first trip where I went to Delbach, Cole and I got the distillers cut that they had mm-hmm. just released that winter. So that's their what now is the Odila, I believe. And then uh, we also found a cast strength Dorado that they had just done a barrel pick for at the Total Wine. By far, those two were the best thing I've ever had from them. Um, I nursed those bottles for so long and it like I had this much left and I finished both while I was packing from Kansas City because I could not pack any more bottles of whiskey into my car. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, well, I'm not giving these away. These are finishing now. So as I'm packing up at like nine o'clock, eight, ten o'clock in the morning, I'm just like sipping on them, finishing them off. See, my my thought with the Sentinel was that I like it. It's a good rye. But it's not what I expect. Like I want some of that mesquite or something a little bit more yeah. of them. But you know they're taking they're this branching out a little bit more from their you know single malts and doing that sort of thing. So well, I, they they source the rye from someone, right? And I then believe they, so. I should know. It. We did an episode on it, but I I'm not the, I'm not the I brains or, nor brawn of the operation here. Yeah, I think if, they do some additional aging after yeah. they source it. Yeah, they so source it and then. Well, I mean, according to the the bottle, it's like it, they source it and then they finish it in their Dorado barrels. There you go. Yeah. So, like, I I just it doesn't give enough. I would be curious if they would actually take rye and then treat it like it was the barley and do a yes, like malt it and then do a mesquite smoke on it. What that would do. I love the mesquite. Like it's so. Oh yeah. I, every time like I, I sip stuff with people, I always I need to get a new bottle. They ran out of Dorado a couple months ago, but it's just I love it because it's one of those things where you're like, okay, you can taste the difference between peat and mesquite, and you go, oh my gosh, like it is so yeah. influential, right? It's not just smoke; it's the the flavor of the smoke. You, know, you use somebody's scotch, and like it's smoky, yeah, it's smoky, and it's which is weird because I think peat translates more to like campfire smoke almost and people are like it's just smoky but we're mesquite's yeah. like oh it's like a chip it's barbecue yeah. chip peat peat is a much greener earthier i mean quite literally mm-hmm. it is that but that's what comes across in the flavor i kind of tie joke around and say it's like uh um like burnt seaweed it's kind of how it tastes to me um i've never had burnt seaweed seaweed i haven't either but but that's where, like, that's where I, your I think mind of, goes I think of a seaweed chip and it's like, if you just overcooked it a little bit, I think that's what the, what it, it tastes like. But then like Dorado, it's, it's so good. It's like drinking barbecue sauce almost, but like really good barbecue sauce. If, if I get, if I get Casey masterpiece or famous Dave's rich and sassy too much in my head, yes, I, 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 it's hard for me to enjoy the full experience of the whiskey. So I need to like focus on the other flavors and let that ride in the background. The thing that I love about Odile is um, the the mesquite influence is there, but it doesn't read as mesquite. It's just part of a very complex mix of flavors. It's one of my favorite whiskeys. It's yeah. it's so much there and so much to unpack. It is delish. I love them. All right, so Ben, what are you kind of pulling out of the Odile there? What are you getting? You well, loving it? Yeah, loving it. I mean, like smoke for sure but also all of these different fruits i'm like i'm getting strawberry and peach and um like a sweetness that's almost like a white wine sweetness 
Um, but then you take a sip and it's just that the kind of baseline mesquite just kind of gives you this base note at the bottom of it. It's just so good. I love it. Love it. No, like that's one of the things like I love about doing this. And I've had some like introspection in the last couple of weeks of like, maybe, maybe I need to kind of leave the podcast behind or do something different. Um, between you, me, and all the listeners now that are hearing, golly. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, I love the fact that I get to try so many different things. And then I love the fact like we try something and we're like, hey, maybe you should, guys, you know, should go after this kind of a thing and pick, go pick it up. So did, Ben, did Cole send that bottle to you or how did you get that bottle? Is it available so, in Madison? No, I mean, what happened was I heard the episode where you guys drank it and how much you loved it. And I'm like, okay, I... You guys have has have always steered me right. If there's something you really, really love, and I get it. A lot of times, before I'll invest in a bottle, I want to try it in a bar or something like that so that I can know that I'll like it. I was so confident that I was going to like it. I went to the web link on the Delbach site for Wisconsin. They linked me to a liquor store that was willing to ship to Wisconsin, and I bought three bottles. So this is the, the one I popped today was the second bottle. I got another one, yeah. reserved, but you know, it's, it's one of those rare bottles that I could get shipped to Wisconsin. Nice. Now that's tricky. That's, I think that's one of the hard parts is like when you find something that's more regional is like, is it going to ship? So yeah. I appreciate that, man. Like I, I, and that's kind of one of the things like I just love, I love being able to be like, Hey, we had this, you should try this. People actually listen to us. Which is surprising. And then you try Floki. Oh, you have. But the Floki, the, you have to try. Like, I regret. I think it was uh, Sean Ciaro. I think I can't remember who it was. It was in Iceland. And it was like, I can get you a bottle. And I was like, I, just, I, I don't have my whiskey funds. Or I should have gotten a bottle. Because it is so. So like I was saying, like, so you, like, you drink a scotch. You get the peat. You, then you go like Del Bach. You get the mesquite. And like, there is no doubt floki is smoked with sheep's dung and you can like this is how influential the smoke is on the malting process like it is crazy will i drink it every day no do i want to drink it ever again maybe not do i want to see other people drink it absolutely it is so interesting yeah rob says when you've had a day that is just ish why don't you try something that's smoked with dookie there you go no it is it is something and yeah, no, it's it's not. I mean, it is a gimmick, but it's a great gimmick, and I love it, love it. All right, well, I think we'll go ahead. We'll move it along here. I think we will go to the next segment we like to call whiskey. Yeah, we're back. Part of the show where we read an article, didn't write it, never read it, gonna read it. Here we go. This comes from Bevnet, and it's written by who knows who. It's just a press release, but it's titled New Rift Distilling Unveils Malt Whiskey Project. You guys have been drinking a little bit of malt whiskey yourself? Malted? Single malt? There we go. Uh, Newport, Kentucky. New Rift Distilling is announcing its Sour Mash Single Malt Project, an unprecedented exploration of intersection of malted barley and Sour Mash Kentucky Whiskey Regimen. Provocative riff on a very old tradition, New Rift began distilling batches of malt whiskey back in 2014. In the first six months of distillery's history, with the first batch set to debut this fall. Even before the, the distillery opened, we were talking about the possibilities of a malted barley distillation using the Kentucky regimen, that is, sour mashing, open fermentation, 
copper column, and still using a continuous doubler for the second distillation, said co-founder Jay Ayersman. Malt whiskeys are made in Kentucky today on a modest basis, and they have a historical basis as well. But they are rarely mentioned and even more rarely bottled. While Kentucky is certainly bourbon country, the founders and distillers of New Roof couldn't let the idea of a malt making a malt whiskey. The concept is inspired by the Celtic tradition, but also by New Roof head distiller Brian Sprance's 15 years of professional brewing experience encompassing nearly every style of modern beer. Through the reimagination of both old world and new world beer styles, the New Roof distilling team set out to produce a whiskey that showcased all the wonderful malt varieties that experience as brewers. Our first malt whiskey came off the still before we we'd even be been distilling for six months, said Erisman. After that, one malt whiskey led to another and another, and I think we can all relate. One malt whiskey always leads to another, and they'll have different types of casks, and all that led to a full-fledged malt whiskey program. Our single malt program represents a level of complexity and exploration of malted barley not seen before in Kentucky's whiskey history. The distillery has six different malt whiskey mash bills, which Erisman said will be blended into a range of new malt whiskeys. The mash bills include whiskeys made with 100% gold, golden promise, Maris, Otter, and Chevalier Heirloom malted barleys, as well as mash bills inspired by a peated Scottish barley, and two beer-inspired mash bills based on classic barley wine and Belgian quad- quadrupel recipes. Each offers a distinct flavor profile. The core offering will be released in the fall of 2023, comprised of five of those six recipes melded into a complete composite whole. That is, this sounds like Marco's like math terms, greater than the sum of its parts. Erisman said sour mash single malt will be bottled at cast strength and like all newer products without chill filtration. Hey, that's not the name of the podcast. More information on this offering will be released in upcoming months. So there's that. New Riff releasing some malted whiskeys. You guys got any thoughts? I think it's fascinating. I mean, I... That's it. Sounds really ambitious and really interesting to, you know, experiment with, you know, kind of bringing one style into another distillation process. It it really is going to be interesting to see how it changes that salt or single malt experience, and then have all those different variations. I'm I'm impressed. It feels like something that's of substance and not a gimmick. Which you know, a lot of times a place will be like, oh, we just finish things in apricot band brandy barrels and it's, it's gimmicky but this yeah. feels like a real thing this feels like a program i'd agree yeah. i think new riff also just in general is just putting out quality stuff so i would assume it will continue to be quality marco any thoughts yeah i love the idea that um more people are branching into this uh single malt american single malt like more variety is never a bad thing like i mean until you get into unless it's stds or Mountain Dew flavors. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, Mountain Dew and then Code Red, you don't need anything beyond it. But uh, Herpes and uh, crabs. Oh, oh it's, it's gonorrhea. Oh, anyway. <laughs> Didn't expect that one coming. But, um, <laughs> you never do when it comes yeah. to STDs. That's <laughs> no, true. Um, so I, I just, I think more people branching into that realm is great. I mean, we, we have uh, all those wonderful... American single malt companies and uh, and distilleries putting out really great stuff. Del Bach, which Ben and I are both drinking today. Um, and then just seeing more people branch into that and develop that more and put their own spin on it, I think is great. It gives people more variety, more opportunities to find something yeah. that they like. Um, the thing that kind of caught my attention and I'm always l- a little hesitant on is you talked about beer recipes in there too. 
and I've not had a lot of great experience with companies dabbling in beer and distilling. Uh, so uh, Town Branch being one of those, but I've heard that they've gotten better in the last several years because they put a little more emphasis on distilling. They were mainly a, a brewer and then dabbled in that. So we'll see how that goes. Um, hopefully it does good because honestly, you said a, a Belgian quad. Those are some of the most amazing beers ever. I love them. Uh, I love the, I love the stuff that uh, Boulevard in Kansas City puts out. And then of course, I had to, I had to rep the uh, Rocktown Distillery in in uh, Little Rock, Arizona, or Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas, this morning because uh, one of my favorite places to go hang out when I lived there for eleven years. Yeah, you're like cool. You're all over the place then. Huh? Uh, let's see, man. Where have I lived? Uh, I lived in. Missouri in two stints, Arkansas, and now in Arizona. Yeah, so I just okay. travel around. Not a, not quite cool level of travel. But I mean, yeah. just just wait. I mean, I could I could end up moving. You never know. You Who knows? <laughs> I, I'm, you... a, I'm a math teacher. I can get a job anywhere. Seriously, Mexico. I hear Mexico's nice. Um, it's better than uh, Virginia. Yeah, yeah oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I, I'll, I'll double down on your comment on, on American single malt, Mark. I'm, I'm really excited that that has gotten some kind of official definition. I, one of my favorite distilleries, I've sent you guys a couple of samples of here and there, is um, Westland. Um, and they're doing some stuff that's really solid. I mean, it, it's 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 good whiskey, and they're doing some experimental things with barrels. And they're, they're in these, these nuggets of these good single malt producers. And now I'm, I'm just curious to see where that momentum comes when we get uh, more people dump, jumping into that designation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know you do have one other sample of a malt whiskey. It's not a single malt, but it's a malt whiskey that I sent you. Um, Cole really poo-pooed on the first one from that which, distillery, MB Rollins. MB Rollins. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. He poo-pooed on the on the cast drink bourbon, but then when you all tried that, uh, what was that? Uh, it's the smoked bourbon. Then, like he absolutely love that one uh because me and i can't remember who the other person was that sent that one to him he had you all had two samples and you tried them side by side that's right um, but there's there's one other it's a it's a malt whiskey it's like predominantly barley and then it has corn and uh rye i think is the okay secondary so, and tertiary grains mark we've we've said if there's something on the shelf we need to get to oh, let us know and you no one no one was like yeah no my sample oh, I know. is ridiculously out of control. And I don't know how we're yeah. going to loop. Like, we have stuff from, like, four years ago. We haven't I know. touched. And, like, we got to figure this out. I know. So, like, uh, which is funny. So, like, I can see your shelf a little bit behind you. I actually get to go see Cole's shelf in person uh, in October. I'm no, go, go to Cancun. Go to Cancun. <laughs> I, I don't have it's, it's a little too short notice to get my passport again. I, I lost it and I can't find it. So oh, we we had to go passport times like it's the longest wait like ever almost. Yeah, you gotta get on it. So. Just get on it now, just have it. So, Robbie, when when, uh, when I send samples to you guys, I also pour a sample for myself and set it aside because I know I'm gonna finish the bottle before you get to it. Um, and I, I, that's however I crowded your shelf is. I'm feeling a little crowded on the stuff that I've sent you that you haven't got to. I'm like, oh, you know, okay, that's we've it. Touches, man. Let us know what we've got to get to. You've already drank, drank it at the bottom. You got to be like drinking this one, man. Oh, man. All right. So last thing, real quick. Martin, have you had any rogue distillery stuff? No. Okay. 
we got to fix that because they were first the yeah. they did beer yep. and now they're doing really great whiskeys some Are they great Chicago finishes. based no it's uh it's rogue is rogue distilleries it's the one uh it's in Oregon so it's the one that okay. ran uh, opened by the ex Nike executives okay. so and they do some like started with beer but I love. I've I've had the beer. I've never had any of the the whiskey. Oh, they have guy? a tasting room in Chicago because I'm pretty sure there's a Chicago location. Possibly. I mean, yeah. I mean, ex Nike executives got money to open up stuff everywhere. I assume everywhere. I don't think they're poor by any stretch. No. All right, so we're gonna move along here. This week's what whiskey would you choose? It's a little less traditional, but. I want and try to like I'll some uh, if I post it because I've been horrible. But it's like, Mark, you know, as a teacher, it's like you don't always want to be like there's other stuff to get to. You don't want to be like functional on a I've got to get this done timeline basis. But what is your favorite thing about coal? Why is coal so important to you in the podcast world, in the real life world? Let's it's a collaboration. Tell me something great about coal. So, Mark, I think you're ready to roll. You look ready. Ben is uh, contemplating over there in front of his neighbor's house. Um, Mark, what do you got there, buddy? Man, uh, do do we have time for a one-hour sermon on that Shut one? Shut up. Good just grief, just get going, uh, man. No, we don't. <laughs> Golly. Man, what's so great about coal? And, and Cole has shared this multiple times. He doesn't want to set a bottle on his shelf just for appearances. He wants to open it and he wants to drink it with friends. Um, I, I love the fact that you're drinking the Lot 40 cast drink. Um, I actually got to drink that the last time I visited Cole uh, before I got engaged or while I was engaged, before I got married, when I asked him to be my best man. Uh, I had food poisoning from the Atlanta airport and he still poured <laughs> Lot 40 cast drink for me to drink. I'm like, okay, this is what's going to calm my stomach. Thanks. <laughs> Add a but, little wine to your water, Mark. Exactly. That's for sure. <laughs> so the thing about Cole that I love so much is he is so giving. There, there's so much love, so much giving. Uh, he just, he wants to share. And that's what this was. Like even this podcast, thinking about it, um, the, the My Fair Lady thing. Adam wanted Cole to share his experience and his expertise with it. And just how how loving and giving Cole is with uh, with his time, his energy, um, and I mean, I know even too with his family how much he gives to them. Uh, I just I love him to death for that. So it's it's how much he gives and wants to give, and that's even evident in the Christmas shows because he's giddier about getting you a present than whatever he gets. Dude, the guys, no, I so like he 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 sends samples all the time and like. For example, I got a, a bottle of Red Breast 21 and below it said just oh cuz. I'm like, how, like that's like he the first time I drank that, he paid $80. He's like, you just got to try it. I know it's $80. Yeah. They're overcharging me, but I this is the first time we saw it when you're here and you got to try it. And like but he just sends stuff just cuz. No, I agree. He is such a giving man and I love that about him. All right, Ben. Favorite thing about Cole? Well, um I know that part of Cole's origin story is you know his whiskey journey and he chronicled it, chronicled it in a blog and kind of his quest to get you know that white whale whiskey for himself and chill filtered and cole and you robbie too have been a huge part of my whiskey journey and it's been um 
gaining confidence that I can find notes that I can appreciate some of the subtler things. Yeah, this, the, guy, this guy can find a note. You can find a note. <laughs> I, but I, you know, I drink along with you guys when I have the bottle, and I'm I'm comparing my tasting to yours, and we do the the drink alongs for the Patreon supporters. And I'm you know I'll type something in. Oh, that's a good note. I get that too. So that's given me a lot of confidence. And I think back to um, the the one the one negative review that you got where the guy criticized the the podcast. One of the things he's like, you know, oh. This is just, you know, the only people who can appreciate this are just like their friends. Well, I've never met you and Cole. You know, I met Cole briefly once. I feel like you are my friends. And, oh, and so absolutely. That's, that's true. And it, it was it's a backhanded compliment, right? Because I don't have anybody in my life that appreciates whiskey and has the knowledge of whiskey, even you, Robbie, that, that, <laughs> you that, that, me that, off. that, that <laughs> the, the, the team has and, and that people like Marco and the others in the comments on the Patreon supporters. So, um I have a circle of friends that I wouldn't have otherwise. And, and uh, Cole's a big part of that. Oh man. Uh, ben, that's awesome to hear. No, I feel that too. I feel like, you know, I have people in my life that enjoy whiskey, but I don't have people like, this is where my yep. people are. They're like, like I talk about drink alongs. Drink alongs are one of my favorite things because it's, you know, people show up in the comments and I'm like, Oh yeah, it's just fun. So uh, earlier off off podcast i heard you guys i was trying to get my stuff my poops in a group you guys are like this apparently there's gonna be a meetup at some point and i'll be honest i am the problem in that meetup uh but we do need to make it happen because like it is a, it's a fun group of folks and like i one of my favorite th- i love it to death even though i can't read every novel cole writes to you guys i definitely yeah meet in arizona i feel like that's kind of a thing <laughs> phoenix is a big hub it could be a cheaper flight for most people. Oh, great and hub. Eat. Great hub. I've got a big backyard for hosting. Come Perfect. on. Come on. <laughs> and then we'll and we'll day trip down to Del Bach. Why not? I love it. But no, that's the thing too. Is like I think that's the other thing I love about our podcast is we're not like Kentucky Central, right? Like we're not just bourbon. Like yeah. we do all sorts of stuff and we're all over the place. So anyway, I appreciate that, guys. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for putting up with my inability to plan well. Um, but I hope you had as good a time as I had. But most of all, listeners, I hope our love of whiskey and coal. You both idiots! Sweet! In my I head, I look. just hear. <laughs> <laughs> in my head, this is where I, I hear tap, 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 because I go forward about 10 to 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs>